seemed to run straight at him, and all of a sudden, he was on his back. Oh, my goodness gracious me. What has he done, done? All right, here we go. Everybody feeling good? Oh, yeah. Time for the Professor and Barney podcast, round 19. Welcome. Um, how, how are you guys out there virtually? Doing well. I'm doing very well. I don't know how you uh, other boys are doing. Yeah, splendid. Uh, yeah. yeah, amazing. <laughs> I'm just as pumped as Tommy. would you say you're splendid nick yeah yeah i would go as far as saying i'm splendid but uh yeah just so you know when i speak to my wife i tell her this is my favorite part of the week so i just kind of need you guys to give me that feeling when i start (laughs) talking to you not like this is you know something that's getting in the way of your xbox oh i just presume that maybe you're going to introduce us like you do every week and not just the intro. <laughs> oh, that, hey, look, I can do it again. No, here we go. Hello. I'll do it again. Look, it's been a week since I did this. Hello and welcome to the Professor and Barney podcast featuring Tom and Nick. Gentlemen, Hello. it's so wonderful to see you. Andrew Barnett of the Shire. How do I find you? You find me very well, Professor. I'm, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm pumped. This is, uh, yeah, another great week to be podcasting. Terrific. Thomas Erskine of Watson's Bay. How yeah, are you? Good. yeah, really good, guys. Uh, I went for a, a spearfish this morning. Um, I went and got my oat milk uh, or oat flat white. So I'm. Oh, you're still a bit farty and bloated, are you? Mm, you know what? As soon as I have a little bit of lactose, it's. it's hold on to your hats. Well, um, if anything yeah. will solve that, it's the fiber of oats. So. Mm, no, totally. <laughs> Bind that up. Um, but yeah, no, I'm good, guys. Very, good very good. All right. And Nicholas James Radovanovic of Correct. Nelson, New Zealand. How yes. are you? Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm good. I'm um, abandoned out to the conservatory today. I don't know if you, you can't see the pigeon behind me. I'm now literally sitting on the ground in the conservatory. Um, yes. It's the worst game of Cluedo. <laughs> this is New Zealand Cluedo. We don't have any money for the actual um, implements. Um, <laughs> two rooms. Yes. So it was Nick in the conservatory with the pigeon. Very um, good. You win again, Tommy. Now, if you do want to see Nick in the conservatory, you can get onto Facebook or KO, where we exist as a vodcast mm. as well as a podcast. Now, I'm going to explain this podcast very quickly for you first time listeners. What we do is we take a little something that's happened during the week in the world of sport and then we look historically back at the massive annals to see where Mm. it's happened before and why it will happen again obviously been a little bit difficult lately because there's been no sport but Mm. gentlemen k-league last week bundesliga this Uh, week the bundes the bundes is back yeah big on shulker oh god that was a game we're moving up the alphabet aren't we we are yeah, in terms of the leagues. Hey, well, A-League, who knows? <laughs> it was always going to happen because what they say, where the K-League goes, the world follows. Yeah. <laughs> did, you uh, see, did you see that article where the Korean team got in trouble for um, putting a fake crowd in? They used yes. 
with the sex mannequin dolls yeah. and they, oh. they released they released a statement saying we're sorry that we put out used um sex mannequins and we're like no whoa whoa, whoa. no one asked us no one said that you were using them and i think they protested a bit too much i was wondering where i was wondering, I was wondering where mine went well how do you as a soccer player play when every time you look up at the crowd they look so shocked exactly i mean every <laughs> everything you do i can't oh, believe he my best. yeah yeah or maybe it's encouraging what a fantastic past i just did look at the crowd they're just yeah. oh my gosh uh, you never know. um all right so that's the basic idea the way we also like to kick it off is um tommy erskine uh, tommy Forskin, the, the tuxedo likes to read us a little five-star review we encourage our listeners to get on leave a review and um well give us praise doesn't yeah. ever happen to be honest do we have one with some praise this week tommy please uh for the first time i mean there's always a first for everything and this what? one's actually relatively nice around um, 19 it only took us 19 wow. weeks yeah <laughs> i mean lazy no longer uh what, he, what a uh, time to be lazy no longer too to find your motivation in the middle of a lockdown yeah. Yeah. lockdown seriously that's timing <laughs> seriously he actually got a job in uh in, in, in iso um five, it's called five stars but seriously, get a li- I get a little excited when the notification on the phone pops up on a Friday saying that the latest episode of the Professor and Barney podcast is up. Funny banter, quick wit, and smack talk about sport is a good way to soothe the eardrums on the drive home. Shouldn't be driving anywhere, mate. I've been a long-time <laughs> listener, but, but had a look at the KO version of the pod last week. Tommy Tuxedo has a real big noggin on him, doesn't he? Lucky he's, a f- <laughs> lucky he's funny and has a nice posh accent. Keep up the good works, lads. Play on. Oh, nice. nice. You do have a big noggin now that yeah. I think about it, Tommy. I have a really small nose, thank you very much. A noggin. noggin's your head, you idiot. Oh, it is too. <laughs> <laughs> Not much in it. <laughs> I suppose um, the colloquial term noggin probably isn't used yeah. down at you know the watson's bay yacht club you don't no no say. we normally go visage or facade or like uh just not, or like melon like um, melon how is it melon <laughs> yeah it's said in french because yeah, we're right. pretty classy yeah, they discourage colloquialisms at cranbrook mm, yeah <laughs> those are for the common people we have time to <laughs> so, say words so tommy i have to say that if there's any drug deal exchange it'd be quite confusing when they say how much cocaine you want you say i want a noggin's full <laughs> i want enough to fill my noggin <laughs> enough to fill my noggin. Oh, wow, like, oh, okay. that's a lot i gotta make a phone call <laughs> that's distribution <laughs> let me check my mule uh, all right so let's get into the uh podcast proper as yes. i've noticed i say every single week um, now, Tommy, in the light of essentially, in the and, light and of essentially. I, I think we need to reset what that is. So basically, Tommy's got two difficulties with his language. One is he mm. says essentially, basically every third sentence. Mm. Um, back when we were in the one room doing this podcast, it was a rule that we would punch him every time he said essentially. There was weeks when he was black and blue all over. Mm. Um, and the other problem he has is he for the longest time thought that the phrase was not in light of, he thought it was in the light of. <laughs> so now I think week, the overarching problem is just language, just totally. Yeah. In, to yeah. be honest, entirety. to be fair to Tommy now, he said it so much that I actually don't know which one's correct. No, I know. <laughs> I find myself saying it out in society now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, he's well educated. Yeah. Surely he knows what he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> so 
what we tend to do each week is Tommy says in the light of essentially, and then he tells us what the topic is from that week that kicks us off. So Tommy, yeah. in the light of essentially, what have you got? Guys, in the light of essentially, I uh, I know that I've delegated the last few weeks, but I thought I'd I thought I'd sit on the landmine this time myself. Um, <laughs> uh, now there's a phrase. <laughs> uh, in the light of essentially, we're talking about. I just, just hold on. I just love the idea that you know people go. I jumped on the landmine. I jumped yeah. on the box. Threw myself Tommy's, on top of. Tommy's so casual in a war situation. <laughs> wanders over, gets comfortable and sits down. Yeah, it's like poo bear, you know. A lot of people lose a leg, but he loses a ball. Yeah, Yeah. my sphinky goes into the atmosphere. Um, uh, Guys, in the light of essentially, I'm looking at the AFL's uh, new rule, uh, Mm. the new guideline they put in place um, that you're not allowed to have overnight partners, no casual sexual experience. Like, so it's called the no bonking rule. Um, and in the light of how did they uh, come up with that? Pardon? <laughs> well, that's a why, of a why, name. Tommy? What's the what's yeah. the theory behind it? Why can't these AFL players go and have some sex? Um, because I think doesn't it? Uh, it gets rid of testosterone levels, doesn't it? Don't they want them to be angry the whole time? I think it's a. I'm pretty sure you didn't uh, research. It, no, it's for COVID nineteen. <laughs> it's, it's for the it's for the spread. It's for yeah. the spread of uh spread of this pandemic. Just quietly, we got an insight into Tommy's moods. <laughs> when he came in the office, all all wound up and annoyed. It's like, oh no, poor Tommy. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they are. Uh, they're not allowed to have um. They're not allowed to have sort of casual sexual partners. No one night stands to obviously try and keep the the uh, the spread of COVID nineteen under wraps. Right. Mm. Um. And that has sort of triggered us to look at like different reduce rules the spread. In, they different rules reduce in sports that we'd find that we'd find weird. Yeah. Like let's flatten that curve. Yes. Mm. Yes. Odd, strange rules. Um that we don't really understand in sport, like the bonking mm. rule. Do you guys have an Australia contact tracing? We like, do. So you mm. have to go into a, a cafe or a restaurant or something like that, and you have to write your name and your phone number down, so that they can track. Yeah, you have to if you're going if you're going and sitting in a restaurant or a cafe now, you have to give them your contact details. Well, how good would that be for single people now? Just <laughs> oh, yeah. like be on the local the lingerie shop. <laughs> Just with a high vis and a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> just Sorry, casually love. contact tracing. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Yeah. Mm, we might see again. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't realise that they were doing that at cafes. No, I didn't either. I've, I've got the COVID safe app. Um, yeah, I've got that one. Have you? Is that coming to New Zealand yet, Nick? Uh, I haven't got that one yet. I'm still on Angry Birds. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to clock the ones as they go through. Right. So, yeah. so uh, the game Tommy plays with the high vis is best. Trying to get names. I mean, Angry Birds. <laughs> <laughs> the um, oh, I mean, cool. next for Nick is obviously Fruit Ninja, uh, and yeah. then it's and then it's COVID safe. So, so I yeah. think I think you're only one half away. Get through, haven't I? So yeah, yeah. Fatify. Um, make sure yeah. you do that one. Oldify. <laughs> got to get through the Sopranos as well. So, oh, geez. So, spoilers. It's a, a lot for me to catch up on. All right. So, very good. Let's, okay, let's refocus here. So, basically, we're doing the oddest, strangest, weirdest rules in sport. Now, mm. um, are you padded up, Barney? Are you ready to come in? I'm and ready, place to the fast ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm pitching me now. I'm jogging out to the middle. I'm staring up at the sun, getting my eyes set. I'm ready to. Are you doing I'm that stretch batting. thing with your yeah, back I'm straight down? Yep, I'm doing that. Toes. 
Now I'm doing a few shadow bats. Good. Like people are going, well, yeah, try that with the ball coming, mate. You're an idiot. Yeah, um, right. right. You know, and, and Joe Burns is next year. You know, he'll only last a couple of overs. Yeah, I know. But you're I'm telling just... him to stay calm. You're right, Burns. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're just yeah, throwing up for right. the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone ever tell you you look a bit like Pete Murray? Burns? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, now I can't bat. Why'd you tell yeah. me that? <laughs> is that because he's seen better days? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, oh, well, there oh. goes everybody listening this right <laughs> we can relax collective there, switch off oh, yeah. everyone's <laughs> gone over to apple music to murray songs yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, pete's agent mate we've just had a weird spike <laughs> in Nelson, one in new person zealand. from new zealand <laughs> <laughs> we're booking a tour uh, all right buddy um, here we go yes so uh i did a three two one uh for my three um weirdest rules i don't know some of these i think are unfair the first one um i'll just give the one point to um it's a rule from your favorite sport professor uh hockey uh, the real hockey not the ice hockey uh basically it's the rule in uh regarding penalty strokes now rule 12.4 part a um you probably know this off by heart but for the for the odd person who doesn't know much about uh, hockey out there. I'll read the rule. A penalty stroke is awarded for an offence by which a defender in the circle prevents the probable scoring of a goal. Right? So we all know in hockey, you're not allowed to, like, you're not allowed to use anything other than your stick to stop the ball. Right? Seems fair enough. But I fell victim to this law one time. Oh my God. This uh, podcast is not you yeah. telling your def- hockey stories. <laughs> no, Avalon, you'll enjoy <laughs> this because you'll enjoy this because it, it, it involves me getting hurt. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> So we're defending. I'm I'm a fullback. I'm back bravely near the goalkeeper. A ball comes in at a rate of knots. Um, a defender deflects the ball up, so it comes up as though it's going to go in the goals. Hits me fair in the cods. Um, yes. I go down. Like but Tommy, whereabouts is the cods? Um, <laughs> the cods would be uh, right next to the pilchers. <laughs> <laughs> the cods, and just below the Atlantic salmon. <laughs> Uh, Wild, obviously. <laughs> well, None of that let me farm tell you, shit. Very, very wild this day and angry, Tommy. Because uh, oh, I wasn't angry happy. Mate, I went down like a man who'd been uh, hitting the nuts and uh, <laughs> rolling around in pain. I look over, the referee's blown a penalty stroke, which basically guarantees a goal. Like, you know, probably score every uh, three of every four penalty strokes. Mm. Uh, basically, and uh, he comes over. I'm like, what's that for? He goes, well... You deliberately stop the ball. Right. But deliberately girl. stop. Deli- who deliberately does anything with their nuts yeah. like that? Well, maybe like, you but, don't want to stop anything with your nuts. Well, Barney, you shouldn't well. have been th- <laughs> Barney, you shouldn't have been thrusting forward when yeah. <laughs> you probably shouldn't have asked for a couple of penalty strokes, which is <laughs> or paid for them, mind you, which is weird. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my first one. I oh, just, hang on, Barney. I just need you to to rephrase that whole thing and just say I've got a two and a one, just so I can edit out your hockey story. Hockey story stage. get just say okay. I've got a two and a one, boys. Yeah. I'm, recording, Record. I'm recording a version of this as well. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah try and edit me out of the whole thing, will you? <laughs> um, <laughs> But that's my. I just think there should be an exception to that rule based on if you get hit in the nuts. Um, so uh, just a little beef I have. My uh, two, my two uh, comes from your favourite sport, Tommy, uh, polo. 
the ponies, the mallets, the ball. Um, now, pon- I don't know if uh, people out there know this because um, people probably aren't as au fait with uh, polo as you are, Tommy. But mm. in polo, they have a no lefties rule, um, which is both uh, to do with political leanings. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> they certainly there's no lefties playing polo. No. 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 Labor Party, eh? <laughs> oh, get out of here. There's nothing worse than a woke woke polo player. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but you're also not allowed to use your left hand. To you hold can't use your left hand to hold the mallet. No, you can't use your left hand to hold the mallet. Tommy, do you no. know why? Uh no, I, I I saw this one, but I didn't do any research into it. I thought it was very interesting, though. Like, okay, I have no idea this. the reason. Well, no, pitch it. So here mm-hmm. we go. You're galloping towards the ball on your horse. What's your horse's name, Tommy? What's a uh, 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 mine? Yes. Um, Francesca. Francesca. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can yeah. see the cogs turning in your head. Like, oh. <laughs> you named your horse after one of the help, eh? Well, done. well she uh, brushes right. her, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, Francesca was the uh, Francesca was the nanny who'd give him horsey rides to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Still does. Um, sorry, uh, Francesca. Yes. I would so, like to retire now. <laughs> 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 don't say that she might hear and just you see tommy walk off in the zoom call yeah. and i imagine who you make her dressage to your room as well all right barney come on get it on track anyway so um so yeah so i'm galloping towards the ball with uh with the mallet in my right hand you're coming the other way tommy oh they're gonna be on the same side yes Otherwise, our horses would crash into each other. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. What I want to know is how many horses yeah. were injured before they worked this one out. Or yeah. the other one is even if, like, even if you missed each other's, like, each other's horses, if you're the other guy trying to steal the ball off them, if you've got it in your opposite hand, you've got to change it from one side of the horse to the other. Surely like, they you're never do gonna, that, though, don't they? Don't you're they never going to make a change. I don't. I don't think you're allowed. I think you've just got to keep it on that on that one side. Yeah, right. So uh, that is a brilliant rule, though. Imagine being a lefty and just having absolutely no coordination on your right Imagine side. Raffin, but you're an amazing polo. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, only yeah. got a left arm. <laughs> He'd be able to hit it backwards, though. Great backhand. Yeah. yeah. I. I mean, it, it, you completely eradicate people that are amputees, like mm. arm amputees. <laughs> Well, yes, Tommy, because they've got to hold on to the right. Yeah, how are they the holding on the other side? Well, you can get maybe like an apparatus. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a sport in itself, just watching an amputee slowly falling off a horse. I feel like, like I am doing a podcast with two out of the four that don't watch the Paralympics. <laughs> oh, oh, don't turn into oh, that. Oh. oh, mate, I'm sure oh, Nick right. watches it. I'm sure. Yeah, I do. See, that was amazing. Um, all right, and what's right. your number? Three votes. My three votes goes to chess. Um, now, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but chess has dress codes for the major tournaments. And in 2012, there was a massive uh, controversy for the chess world. Probably didn't make it into your world, but I don't know if you remember this. But uh, before the European Women's Championship back in 2012, yeah. um, the ECU, the European Chess Union. Um, put out their rules, which included the dress code. And the dress code in, had a no cleavage rule in, in oh. it. So you're only allowed the first two buttons undone. Is that men and women? Shirt. Men and women and included spectators. 
Um, yeah, so the, this was the thing. So the um, the union's general secretary, and I'm going to mess this name up, Sava Stoysavljevic. Yeah, yeah. She said it was because rules all come from somewhere. She she made the, oh, the she. statement that the rule was applied. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to say it, but I didn't know what gender that person was. <laughs> she, she said the rule was applied because some competitors were turning up like they were going to the beach. Oh, how rude. Yeah, so she um she denied because people said, Well, is this like a distraction? Are they do they think that you know this is because in mixed tournaments that uh cleavage might be distracting to the male competitors? She said, No, 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 it's not about that, but who knows? Um, who knows? Maybe they would be dis uh distracted. But there's there are also dress codes in the men's uh chess. I don't know if you guys remember the I mean the famous incident from the 2007 chess world cup when um you remember that in Tbilisi in Georgia, Tommy. Um, yeah, Grandmaster yeah. Anton uh, Kovalyov. He turned up for a match in shorts. Kovalyov. Yeah. Turns up for a match in a pair of like plaid shorts. Arbiter comes over, uh, says, mate, can you go put some trousers on in accordance with the dress codes? He says, I didn't bring any long pants. He goes, oh, okay. Tournament organizer comes over. That's when things start to get heated. According to Anton, that guy starts racially vilifying him, throwing around the G word. Um, Georgian gypsy. Oh, oh no, <laughs> you Georgian prick. <laughs> well, they were in Georgia, that wouldn't have worked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, say. Anton, Anton's Ukrainian born but Canadian now. Um, so yeah. Anton storms out of the tournament. His opponent was given a walkover, um, which and obviously massive incident because he'd beaten um, the reigning champ in the lead up to that. Um, so the Canadian chess uh, chess officials lodged a complaint pointing out he played his first four matches of the tournament wearing the same pair of shorts. Mm. Um, but my favourite part is he he wrote a Facebook uh, post explaining what happened, explaining, look, it wasn't about the shorts, it was about the way I was treated. But my favourite part of the Facebook post was this line. He said, worth pointing out, I didn't take any pants with me because I'd gained some weight and they were too tight. Oh, Good on man. <laughs> He's Sorry, taken an international yeah. trip <laughs> with only shorts yeah. because he'd put on a bit of weight and didn't have any pants that fit him. Uh, this is this is literally, um, he's pioneered the too fat for pants defense. Well, yes. see, what I don't understand there, Barney, is it's your waistband that you can't fit in. What he, Did he have cankles all of a sudden? I don't. I don't. Why? Know. Why, did, why no, could he not get fit elastic, the bottom elastic, of his pants? You can get elastic yeah. waist shorts. Yeah, but you can get elastic waist pants. No, you can. The waistband isn't different. Mm. He's yeah. a liar. I mean, Unless it's not a thing in Canada. Maybe. Mate, I don't know. Have you tried to buy a pair of pants in Georgia? It's impossible. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. A pair of size 32s. Oh, I don't try know. Try to get a 36 there. Jesus. It's like. <laughs> Uh, who, you're, you're buying for probably... your brother or something, are you, Tommy? <laughs> uh, you got to have goals, Professor. you got to have oh, goals. God. Get down to 36. Hey. <laughs> you f***ing <laughs> fat-shaming piece. Mate. <laughs> um, Mate, you know what? It's an illness, all right? So, <laughs> oh. I don't like cupcakes, all right? But this, I got two. But when you've got a cupcake chef, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> when they're on the books, they're cupcakes. on the books. All right. Not sack uh, people at this time. You're right. You're very good. Uh, very good, Barney. Now, Tommy, 
Yes. But what have, how have you done? Have you done a three, two, one? Have I've done, done a three, two, one. Bronze? I've done a three, two, one as well. Uh, oh, they're good. not in any particular order. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tell me, so you, so you, haven't you haven't done a three, two, one. I have done a three, two, one in as much as there's one that's labelled three and a two and a one on my page. But I was just clarifying that there is no significance in the numbering. So <laughs> would you say, <laughs> would you say I, I have done three? Yes. Huh? I've done you know I've what? Three Just despite you, I am going to do in the order of importance. <laughs> what? Okay. My number three is. So I hold think on. This is, which is what's the most important? So, number you're getting three points. Like, what's the most important one? Is because you're doing the opposite three. to Barney now. What do you mean? I'm doing the opposite. So, mine's, uh, no, mine's like third is the third most in, like, most important, and the first <laughs> is the most important. Okay. okay? So, you're, you're doing like a race. <laughs> yes, I'm doing like third place. <laughs> but we'll go bronze, silver, gold. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't crown the champion first, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my number, my number three oh, in bronze position <laughs> yes, yes. is a rule in ice hockey, which is rule three, a rule section five, rule thirty-one, section eleven, um, which is. The, in the event of any of the umpires or all of the umpires or referees or linesmen not turning up to the game. So in that rule, if none of the linesmen or none of the referees turn up to the game, the league will make the attempt to find sustainable, oh, so, sorry, suitable replacements, officials. Otherwise, the managers and coaches can select two members of their team that aren't going to play. But if they do not have enough people to choose from due to injury or whatever, then they get to choose two people from the audience. That, to, are competent, referee, oh, that are wow. competent skaters and have an above average knowledge of the rules. From the audience? Yes. So from the crowd. From the crowd, sorry. But if this were to happen, there has to be a 50-minute delay when two, an official from each team or one of the coaches from each team go and, like, if, if they can't use one of the players or another member oh, of yeah. this organization, they actually have to resort to using the crowd they have to take the two nominated members of the crowd back to like underneath, get them changed into refs attire and also make sure they, they have Test the ability to skate and they know them. an above average knowledge of the rules. So they need to know <laughs> that it's not going to be a complete fast. And if they can't find someone that's at, at all suitable, the most drastic measure of this rule is that it's like straight basketball where the players call their own fouls. Oh, oh yes. Wow. And I was just like, imagine getting to that point with a whole bunch of really angry, like, yeah. <laughs> like Finnish and Canadian ice hockey players wanting oh, to beat man. the crap out of each other. If the suburban cricket I played is uh, is any indication, that will go perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can't get anything go wrong. So there. this rule no. has only ever been enacted once. So it's happened once in, oh. but not to the not to the nth degree. It's happened to like the most sort of sort of like the the surface level. It happened on January 15, 1983, when the New Jersey uh, Devils were hosted by the Canadian team, the Hartford Whalers. So yeah. think about they're like northeast, they're like yep. they're as like pretty much as far northeast as you did can they, go. Did they beat the Bob Marley Whalers to get that? <laughs> Bob Marley and the Whalers. Uh, yeah, they took down the Spermies uh, the week before. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was a huge blizzard in Hartford, and all three of the referees couldn't couldn't get into the the stadium due to road closures. 
So one, the the third, you know how in cricket you have like the third, like the the almost like video DRS, referee or like yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. the match like the match referee. match official mm. Mm. match referee. He came down because he was there earlier and he was like, well, they're significantly probably they're a lot older, tend to be anyway. He was not he was not of an age where he was able to physically do it himself, but he he went and nominated. He went to the two coaches and said, are there any players that you're not going to use today? can we nominate them to be the, and both coaches nominated a player. So one was a reserve goalie and another was a, um, a defenseman. And they ended up being the referees for only for the first period when uh, the, um, and then the, the rule says that if the refs turn up at any point during the game, they immediately get reinstated right. back into their normal But they get role. to stretch and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you got to loosen up the hip flexor. Yeah. I do um, like the idea because there's a lot of fights in ice hockey. I really would have loved to have seen, like, one of them make a call, the other one disagree, and you watch yeah. the two refs go oh, That good. would be amazing. Yeah. I See, I want to see some, like, the refs not turn up, no players are available, and they just go, you know what, we're going to have to get Gary in the front row, who's yeah. had about 700 Miller lights, and yeah. I'm thinking of nachos. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to have to get Nancy, who's, like, up to her knees and peanut shells, and we just want to see them go, like, put, like, skates on way too small and just have a yeah. and have a, have a go. Oh, see, ama- am- so amazing as well for the audience member who's trying to officiate the game but also trying to get as many autographs as he can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the way they choose it too far up the kiss cam, guys. We need some referees. <laughs> Ref cam. Um, okay, moving on to my silver medal. Got it. Number Understand two, the second Understand best, it. just so we're clear. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is ambidextrous pitches in baseball. So you can obviously be a switch hitter in in uh, in baseball. You get like you can in cricket. You can, and in you life, can, Tommy. And in life. You can you can you can. Ba- oh god. Yeah. How was that six months in Darlinghurst, Tommy? <laughs> um, you can you can, <laughs> mate. You can um you can you can bat. <laughs> oh my god. This sentence is so bad, and I keep saying it in my head. You can bat with either hand. Uh, um, <laughs> we already I knew that. that. Hey, freedom, buddy. Freedom. <laughs> so rule in, in Abidex, so there was a game in 2008. It was actually, it's, so the te- the minor leagues are technically still professional baseball players, but they're just, they're not quite in the big leagues yet. But they, it's like a, a system where they, they move, they, they move them up. It, like you can be moved up in during the week sort of thing. So it is still technically class A b- baseball. They're all professionals. They're all getting paid to play. Um, and like it was grade type. It, yeah, scenario. it's like reserve grade. Yeah. And it was a it was a game between the Staten the Staten Island Yankees, so they're a feeder team, obviously for the New York Yankees, mm. and the Brooklyn Cyclones. Um, and there was a pitcher, a guy called. They're Pat, a feeder team for the <laughs> yeah for the, for the Houston Cyclones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, there's yeah the natural disasters. Um, for the, there was a uh, there was a pitcher called Pat Vendetti. Um, and he was he was he was he was a like an average pitcher, but he had this one trick that he was ambidextrous and that he could he could pitch the same and like throw a hundred mile an hour fastball with both hands. So he like this, like a netball pass. <laughs> yes, pass. Now that that would be wow. impressive. Yeah, he had gloves on both hands too. It was like big. <laughs> there was a game, and they, they needed one out left. There was the game, bottom of the ninth, one out remaining. Mm. And a guy came to the plate 
and his name was Ralph Enriquez. And Ralph Enriquez was a switch hitter. So he could hit both hands and the pitcher could pitch both hands. And in baseball, you want to pitch, if you're a right-handed pitcher, they generally want to pitch, you want to pitch to left-handed batsmen and vice versa. And every single time Vendetti on the pitcher's mound would change his glove over to pitch with the other hand, the batsman would the batsman would walk to the other side of the box to hit with the other hand, and it, it, this went on for about six or seven minutes, where the pitcher would change his glove to the other hand, walk to the mound, and then the batsman would follow him, and the, you could see the umpire behind home plate's face just ticking over, being like, this could go on for four or five hours. There's no time restrictions on this. They're, they're not breaking any rules. We need to do something about this. And they just keep chopping and changing, chopping and changing, chopping and changing to the point where he calls them both out. And he's like, I'm going to make an executive decision here to create a rule. Oh, wow. Oh, which wow. is now rule eight, subsection one, that addresses the topic of an ambidextrous pitcher. And the state states, in the event, in the event pitcher switches pitching hands during an at-bat, which is a pers- uh, just one, one sort of one person batting, um, because he has suffered an injury or the pitcher decides to choose for a, pref- uh, a preferred hand to a preferred batsman, then he has to nominate which hand he's going to pitch that at-bat with by holding the hand by holding the ball up in the hand that he's going to use. And then he has to do it for the whole at-bat. And he has to do it for the whole at-bat until that batsman is out. Gotcha. So wow. that rule did not exist until that day when they realized, hang on a sec, this could go on forever. So the, guy, the, the home plate umpire just goes, I'm going to make up a rule mid-game. To That's see. awesome. Because his quote was, come on, boys, pick a hand, let's go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so actually, in the Major League Base with the MLB rule book, that is now called the Vendetti rule. Oh, oh, wow. um, he, I also like the idea that this guy has a rule called the Vendetti rule, and mm. he only ever played two Major League Baseball games ever. Oh, oh, that's not bad. And he had a rule before he had his first prof- like major league start, which yes. I thought was wow. which I thought was funny because he, he he played in 2009. He didn't debut in the major leagues till 2015. So well, there was like- a fair bit of time where he had a rule and no games, which is which. Wow, that's amazing. So he was still a part. I, but I feel like the umpire mucked up there because he should have named it after himself. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He it's actually, actually, like, did, James, you'll yeah. like this. He did a stint with the uh, the, Char- uh, the Charleston River Dogs, who's owned by... Oh, yeah, Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> All right, yeah. Tommy, give us your goal. Top of my podium mm. is, I think, probably one of the most obscure rules I've ever heard, and I didn't know actually existed. I didn't know. Do you guys know that in tennis, if, you were wearing, if you're wearing a hat and mm. in the middle of the rally, your hat falls off, the opposing player is allowed to raise their hand and call a stoppage to play and a replay of a point. It's technically a let, oh, but your hat oh, has wow. to fall off and it has to hit the floor. I didn't and know that. Wow. It's then considered an obstruction or like an object in the way, yeah. and they allowed you're allowed to stop the point on match point and replay the point if you if you so if you so chose to do. But what but, happens if it's a nut like? A, just a hat? Like what about it is, a it, in the band? rules? It only suge- it only says a hat. What so about Nadal a, wearing a head bandana or yeah. Federer wearing a bandana or Serena Williams? If that oh. hits the ground, in the rules it says that that's that's not a, a cause a for for a stoppage what or a about replay of point. A wig. Yes. What if back when when Agassi was playing Agassi. with his wig yeah. with his hair hat? 
It didn't. Yes. It did. It says nothing about wigs or toupees. Oh. Um, Does it define what a hat is? It 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 has a picture actually of of a hat and a visor. So you can either have a hat or a visor, and that is where the rule. That's where the rule. Because if you're wearing of, like a beret or a fedora. I mean, I mean obviously, that... <laughs> it's any sort of any sort of hat. I mean, if you're rocking around with a Panama hat and a Cuban cigar, well, I feel like, a, drop, drop the like, cigar, fair game. Drop the drop the Panama hat. <laughs> yeah, that's why whenever I play tennis, I always wear a balaclava. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it must be something to do with if the if it has a peak, right? Yeah, maybe. But it's happened. It's happened. What about uh, like, a... what about a top hat? If I had a nice big top hat. Barney, I think we've covered the fact that it's all hats. <laughs> but it's, Are you going to name every goddamn Yes, I am. Seriously. Yeah, what about a hat snap with backs? a Yes, it, it includes snapbacks. Yeah. What about, oh, a, what about what a fascinator? If yes, I've got a fascinator, Tommy. Fascinator. There's no you peak know what? on a fascinator. I reckon fascinators could fall into the sweatbands and headbands sort of category. I think so. Um, oh, because it's an understated chic look. Um <laughs> Uh, but it has happened once significant time, uh, and it was between Natalie Decci, the French, the French woman, uh, against Anna Anna Ivanovic. Oh, yes. uh, we all remember Anna. Uh, in Wimbledon, second round of Wimbledon, two thousand and eight, uh, she had a break point. Decci did, and uh, her hat fell off, and Anna Ivanovic called it. Uh, and she was down two sets, uh, two sets to one. Oh, sorry, she was down. It was one set all. About to lose the second set and lose the match. And Anna yeah. Ivanovic turned it around. Now she won the game. Oh, uh, and booted Decci out of the uh, out of Wimbledon. Um, which that's my probably- hat. You know what they've always said? She'll choke at the drop of a hat. That chick. And yeah, yeah. Very good, Barney. <laughs> Who was sponsoring? That's I'm out, guys. That's me yeah. done for the. Uh, Barney, I think you just got all those <laughs> listeners back that Nick go. killed off with the Pete Murray joke. Yeah. I think you've yeah. just got them back. Yeah. My my only thing is is like I love how it must be the idea of wearing a hat in tennis, right? Mm. Is it's obviously to protect your eyes from the sun and and all of that. Mm. But there is a there. You see tennis players wearing them at nighttime, and obviously is a comforting consistency thing, right? Like it's yeah. a, a habitual thing. But make it make it begs the question. I'm wearing a backwards hat now. Why on earth would you play tennis in a back to front hat? Because no sun, I'd imagine no no sun protection, and you also run the risk of this rule happening to you. But it got me thinking. What rule would I? You can either go two ways. I think with this rule in tennis, I think you can either get oh, rid back of it. To switching. You get you get you get rid of it. <laughs> Or you just make a, like a plethora of really stupid yeah, rules and make right. turn this whole thing into a bloody circus and get all yes. the people at the old English club choking on their yeah. strawberries and cream. Yeah. I I reckon my one, I've got two. I reckon in the 12 tennis balls that are in rotation at any one time, I reckon you've got to make a couple of them exploding tennis balls. Yeah. Yes. And the other one I had was let's just ramp this shit up. You can't touch the net. But let's make an electric fence. Yeah, that's good. So the net is electrified. Yeah. Yes. So when you touch it, to you're death. Dead. Yeah. I would just be doing drop shots all the time. Yeah, and hoping to run them in. <laughs> just yeah. get them running. Yeah. <laughs> Tennis would really result back to being a baseline game. <laughs> Very good. Tommy. Well done, mate. Tommy. And you know, so clear with your three, two, ones. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, I like, my I'd go. like to say bronze, silver, gold. Sorry, bronze, silver, gold. My go. Now, I've, I've taken a, a slight turn on this because I figured, look, yes, we can talk about sport all day. And yes, this is a sporting podcast. But what if we don't? 
Mm. Um, what? Kind of, wow, well, yeah. just not. So it's just not. We did a podcast about the rules, and you went, nah, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to break the rules. So what I've done, podcast. and this is oh more for you, God. Nick, than anybody else. I've come up with this ten weirdest. Well, not ten, but I've come up with a bunch. I was going to well, say I've got a three, oh, two, and one. You were, and you <laughs> have you go about my numbering? I got a, I got a, I've basically so I got came a, up with fifty, eight, but I've seven, actually gone thirty. Six, and it, Nick, Nick, these are the weirdest <laughs> laws in Australia that still exist. So these archaic uh, laws that were brought in for a situation or a time, but just have, they've never got rid of them, and they still just hang around. I like if, it. If you do want to end up living here, you're going to yes. need to know these ones because okay. they still right. enforce them. Um, sure. Now coming in at number. <laughs> Number eight, <laughs> which I'm really doing do one a top eight. eight. No, yes. Well, let's see how we go. So mm. in Tasmania, it's, mm. it is law that it's, you cannot challenge someone to a duel. So like the same shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, not a duel, a duel. D-U-E-L. Oh, okay. You can't yes. walk up into the street and throw a glove at someone and say, we're on. You oh, can't do that. Like sharing electric cigarettes. Okay. Uh, well, you shouldn't do that either. That's, and that's from 1924, Tasmanian Criminal Code. Because in 1924 in Tasmania, people were just slapping each other with gloves. Didn't yeah. come out of nowhere. No. So they had to, I mean, so, and you still can't do it down there. So don't, no. if you're heading down, Nick. That's a shame. Tasmania, um, no dueling. Okay. No. In, in South Australia, obstructing or disrupting a wedding ceremony is against the law. So it's, this was a oh, summary wow. offences act enacted in 1953. Yeah. Uh, S7A1A, which mm-hmm. says that if you do any behavior that disrupts a wedding, it carries an offense of up to $10,000 or two years imprisonment. So oh, the whole running up and going, you know, that moment when they say, does anybody here see fit for these two not to be betrothed? Yes. And that rule, keep, I object. That rule was it. shortly before the premier was about to get married and uh, <laughs> yeah. her ex was a real piece <laughs> of work. <laughs> like, let's, let's hurry I this mean, through. I love how South Australia, like, I mean, you get a slap on the wrist for murder down there. Yeah. And <laughs> you get a 10 grand fine for ruining huh. someone's wedding. It's like it a was... national sport murder. Yeah, down pre- in South Australia. The premier who came up with a rule was uh, known as Johnny Seven Engagements. <laughs> <laughs> just got to get this Old Tommy Twelve Rings. Just got to get this through. Uh, it's, it's also illegal in South Australia. There's some good ones in South oh, Australia. Yeah. Wow. To injure or kill a homing pigeon. Oh, wow. So this is... I mean, se- that makes sec- sense. Section 47 of the Summary Offences Act 1953... So same year, same Summary Offences Act. They were coming up with some good ones. Interference with homing pigeons. Uh, a person who, without lawful authority, kills, injures, or takes any homing pigeon or enters upon any land for the purpose of killing, injuring, or taking a homing pigeon without lawful authority is guilty of an offence. So not only can you not kill them, you can't kidnap them and you can't hold them for ransom. Basically. So they weren't just considered property under larceny? No. Well, Sorry. Barney, explain that. Anyway, how would you know that? The usual, the usual, the usual, the usual, you know, stealing offences. No, you could, but if it was a regular pigeon, just walk up, boom. Oh, Barney buzzkill. And you know how they decided (laughs) whether it was a homing pigeon? If it had a ring around its leg. That homing pigeons, that's what that Beyonce song's about, isn't it? If you like it, then you got to put a ring on it. Yes. Mm. It. <laughs> She's singing yeah. about homing pigeons. All the homing pigeons. All the homing, <laughs> homing pigeons. pigeons. She wrote it yeah. in Adelaide. That's how they remember. Um, but it is, remember it is it's a defense if you say that you're a farmer or that you're instructed by a farmer. So oh. if a farmer goes, mate, kill that pigeon, you're sweet. Um, yeah. 
In New South Wales, it's against the law to splash a bus passenger by driving through a puddle in your car. Bus passenger at a bus stop, and you're in your car, you can't drive past Drive through a puddle and splash it. No, it's, it's maximum penalty in court of $2,200. But it's in every good rom-com. I, I know. Kids. I, all of these so... are in every good rom-com. And yeah. they mean it's interrupting catch, weddings, but it's killing awesome. homing pigeons. Do they have any? Do they have any? Do they have any rules about falling out of a boat uh, <laughs> on a date? Hey, I'm getting to that. That's my silver medal. Um, in Western Australia, it's illegal to be in possession of more than 50 kilograms of potatoes at a time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What if yeah. you've got a potato truck? Like, well, how do you get? Re- yeah. Is there an exception? I'd be ready to. I think if yeah. you're a licensed carb carrier, you're fine. Well, <laughs> section yeah, 22 like carbs. <laughs> of the Marketing of Potatoes Act 1946 prohibits anyone from selling, delivering, purchasing, or taking delivery of 50 kilograms oh. or more of potatoes unless you are a member of the Potato Corporation or an authorized agent. Imagine oh, that. Honestly, honestly, they're, they're, for, they're for home use. I love my mash. For home use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how they use the word agent. It's like it's like MI6. Yeah. Well, it's, it's apparently a hangover from the Great Depression and the Second World War when there was food shortages and people oh, were, and we can all, we all understand yes. how this works now, yeah. panic mm-hmm. buying potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2020, they released the same law about toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly what it was. And they're going to have like rival gangs. There's going to be like the scrunches and the folders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, they still have bandanas in their back pocket, yeah. but it's just yeah. the, way it's, the way it's arranged. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh. you know, hold my pocket. Yeah. No, it's um, a good one. Paper in it. I don't. I don't want to be involved with the one that's the red ones, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, called the, the not long laps. <laughs> the IBSs. <laughs> they're called the on the way out. Uh, um, it's a law in Queensland for taxi drivers to keep a bale of hay in their boot at all times. Yeah, well, mm. it's a law. What? Where? They were the Uber drivers of their day. So it's 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 hung over from when you had to provide feed for for people that had animals, ho- animals with horses mm. and, and that sort of stuff. So, so if I had to if I jumped in an Uber in Brisbane, which obviously I'm not because the borders are closed, um, but if I were to and I checked the boot and there was no hay in there, citizens arrest. Shit, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Get I'm on the ground, man. I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Knee in the back. Yeah. Why are you on top of me on the boot? Yeah. Oh, that's your... not important. God damn it, where's your hailer, babe? I was hungry. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, here's one. In Western Australia, it's illegal to crush a beer can between your naked breasts. Oh, well, uh, that's ridiculous. It's, um, this should be encouraged, yeah, surely. It's, uh, you that's that, a, and you that recycled for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, There's a well, whole recycling uh, business gone now. <laughs> there was a barmaid. Um, she got, she, it cost her a thousand bucks. Luana de Faveri, 31, was fined a thousand dollars in Manjura Magistrates Court on Wednesday after pleading guilty to two breaches of license conditions. Under the, it's under the Liquor Control Act. You know what? I reckon in most bars I've been at, if there's a bar girl doing that, yeah. a quick whip around would have that fine sorted. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> same day she got fined, her co worker, Got mm. fined for hanging spoons off her nipples, which is also <laughs> illegal. And the person that assisted in the hanging of the spoons off the nipples also got fined. So oh, do not. A couple of things there. Yes. The word, yes. In, the word insisted. 
<laughs> means that it's quite a, a lot creepier than it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, um, what's the name of that bar? <laughs> it's called the it's, Can Crush. It's the premier hotel in Pinjara, 87 kilometers south of Perth. Oh, great racetrack in Perth. There you go. Oh, Pinjara. It would be quite intimidating, though, crushing breasts between, uh, crushing cans of beer between your breasts, because if she had did it with no hands, that would have been really. I'm assuming really it's with no hands. It's not written here, but I'm assuming she has very strong breasts. No, so you're telling well, you me that the people together, on this vlog right? aren't going to be able to see it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I pull up the vision <laughs> lord knows i looked for it <laughs> well there it goes that was tuesday it's, uh, it's illegal to smoke a cigarette without anything but using anything but your mouth too and have a look at this vision um, <laughs> uh, that is that's a sad day in my I'm top eight the first time that's Tommy. the first time I've felt really sad to be in Australian. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Mate, bloody WA fun police. It's a bloody nanny state. <laughs> so, so, Nick, all of those laws still exist here in Australia? I don't oh, know if is... there's any... Is there any weird Kiwi ones? Um, um, yeah, there was There was a couple when I lived in England. The English has got the worst ones. Like, you can't... Like, if you... If you, you can still, to this day, in Bristol, um, if you want to get your flock of sheep over a bridge you have the right of way yeah so fair enough you can so you can that like is so good at five ten past five uh, on a on a friday <laughs> if you want to if you if we want to take a flock of sheep over a bridge we would it would be well within our rights to take that over and hold up all the traffic oh great i think i think that's still the case here too mm. it's definitely the case in new zealand yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's still the case, but it used to be the case here in New South Wales that it was legal for a man to urinate on the it front uh, near side tire of yep. his own car. Yeah, uh, I saw yeah. that one. That one's so, still uh, legal. That's good. Wow. There's one at Sydney University that's a hangover <coughs> one that you don't have to complete an exam if Ooh. they don't provide water for your horse. Yes. So when, when you... Oh my god! Someone should have told me that while I was at you. <laughs> well, I would have ridden to I would have ridden to class every day. Well, you know what? If you're about to fail this exam, go hire a horse. Yeah, and rock up and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Where's what my trough? Tommy yeah. rides in on Francesca. <laughs> <laughs> That's an adult there's, woman, not a horse. There's, there's, why the long face? Um, there's also another rule at Sydney Uni. Uh, it's no boat shoes after four. Is that so, yeah. true? Oh, yeah. God, you would have broken that a few times. You oh, rebel. God. I was in my Sapegos like there was no tomorrow, man. <laughs> well, I'd actually just gotten off a yacht, so I'd, like it was, I was already wearing it. Um, hey, mate. All right. Well, that was the rule. I know I broke the rule to show <laughs> some other rules, but... Um, they were very funny. That was very good. Very mm. good, Nick. Do you want to steer it back to sport? Mm. Yes. As advertised? Yes, and my numbering system is vice president and president. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, very good. So, nice. Uh, vice president coming in uh, under the presidency uh, is uh, it's a baseball rule. It's uh, rule 5.06 C7 mm. of the MLB rule book. If a pitched ball lodges in the umpire's or catcher's mask, or it says paraphernalia, which makes it sound more exciting than it actually is, uh, and remains <laughs> <laughs> next and to remains, his 
heroin <laughs> spoon <laughs> next to his glass God. barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> got it stuck in his tourniquet, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh god the ball's right on his syringe <laughs> yeah that's gonna hurt in both parts um and it, and it remains out of play uh on the third strike or or on the fourth ball then the batter is entitled to first base and all runners advance one base oh, what so what is first base like over the shirt stuff yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i can never work it out because yeah. i always use cricket analogies because i knew exactly right. what a stumping was <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> caught behind. Oh yeah. mate, I don't know what the super over is, but <laughs> oh, 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 uh, well in James's rules, when you got a no ball, you're not really allowed another go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no ball, free hit, love. Free That's a free hit. Yeah, so they have well. to all advance one base and, and if the count uh, on the batter is less than three balls, um, then all the runners <laughs> advance one base. So if, it, if you're like if it's a, a normal batter, it's a no- <laughs> mate. It's stuck in. It's stuck if, in. If his it's grill, not a genetically superior <laughs> person, uh, he's only got two. Uh, so oh, yeah, testicles. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so the rule is, if it's a first or second strike or whatever, and it mm. lodges into the face mask, then there's then there's runners on base. They can all advance one. Uh, which is, uh, and I'm glad they brought this rule in because there was so many, before they brought this rule in, there was many, they lost many umpires and many pictures (laughs) due to people trying to hit home runs out of the mask. (laughs) 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 Uh, (laughs) Just continuously. Oh, that was a, it was a good rule that they brought in. I I like to think it was the same uh, umpire as, as earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. I've got another rule guys. (laughs) Before you hit that. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I reckon that would happen more often than you'd think. I, I've seen umpire, the, the home plate umpire get hit heaps of times. Anyway, I reckon that would happen. Um, so that was my vice president uh, rule. But coming in uh, as the top dog, Mr. President himself or Mrs. President, um, depending on how you want to <laughs> good. go. Good, Nick. With it. Very good. This is the too many men rule in AFL. Oh, this is the uh, best. One oh, it's a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, I feel like they should have had this at nightclubs when I was single. On the dance floor. <laughs> uh, this is the rule where. <laughs> this is the rule where, um, if you have too many men on the on the field, then uh, the other opposing team uh, can say, "Oi, there's too many. There's too many men on the um, on the field." And so, this is the what I find really intriguing about this rule is that the maximum number is 18 on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, a free kick is awarded uh, with a 50 meter penalty, and the offending team. She'll lose all points, which has been scored in the match up until that count. So if you feel like fourth, if you're in like, you know, uh, halfway through the game or whatever, you lose all of your points. If you've got 19 oh, wow. men on the, on the field. Imagine if it was a grand final and you're in the fourth quarter and yeah. <laughs> there's like a yeah. minute to go and there's a point you know in what, it though? and you've got to kick a goal and someone's yeah. like, whoa, 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 they've got 19. Yeah. Or the team comes on and celebrates too early. Like there's one oh, second yeah. to go and they're like oh yeah we won and then yeah, someone 19. goes too many men yeah. roll. but surely gws should have just done it just to clean the slate, slate. Yeah. <laughs> just go oh look we've got too many guys let's just yes, go back yes, to zero yes. let's just forget it yeah 97 zero <laughs> so the most famous headcount request uh that i could find 
was in the SANFL in round 15, 1975. It was the West Torrens. Yep. Um, they had uh, the champion Fred Bills was playing his last of 313 league games. Um, he announced his retirement uh, earlier that week and he entered the field of play um, before this guy called John uh, Casson. Now, Could the problem with John Casson <laughs> is that the problem, <laughs> the problem before the, with John Casson, he was injured and lying on a stretcher. So he was like knocked out and, he, and they were carrying him off on a stretcher. And then old, uh, you know, Fred Billis, he's played 313 league games, jogs on a little bit uh, prematurely. And then so West Adelaide, they were trailing um, 11-7-73 to 12-10-82 in the final quarter to request a, and they requested a head count. Yep. And so line them up, line them up. And so the West Torrens players started to run for the boundary line. <laughs> and then the West Adelaide players started wrestling them like back onto the, to, get, to stay in bounds so they could be counted in the chaos. This is one player and uh, they identified him as a guy called Norm Deer, who mm. he's a great oh, name. Dairy. Oh, dare. Dare to do it? Yes, he will. Norm will do it. <laughs> he managed to leap the fence and hide under a supporter's coat to avoid detection from the oh, umpire. That's amazing. <laughs> you know what's and, even more impressive? He was a ruckman. He was like two meters <laughs> tall. <laughs> yeah. And the person was wearing their coat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the old put him on the shoulders. Look, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to see here, giant spectator. <laughs> uh, and so the count became abandoned because it was impossible to, to vouch who was on the field and who wasn't at the time. And the West Torrens went on to win by three goals. And uh, yeah, it was celebrated as one of the sports 150 greatest moments and the 150-year celebrations in 2008. How funny. No, I, I really like a rule like that, though. I I love a, a drastic rule. That completely eradicates one eradicate, thing. Eradicates points, but for very little, um, uh, what is it, aspect on the game. Yeah, well, but isn't that funny how they've got the two extremes? So you yeah. can throw a punch. Yes. But you can't, yeah, you can't, and you can't get sent off. But on the other hand... You step, you put one foot on the field too early and your team loses all its points. You know the funny thing is yeah. on an AFL field, having 19 people on a gigantic field, yeah. actually, it's not like having a sixth yeah. person on a basketball court. No, like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not like there's like a, an immediate overlap. It's like yeah. you still no, have yeah, to kick it 110 meters well, the, to get it to him. Yeah. The other thing is too, is um, that uh, with this rule, if the captain who calls for the head count, yeah. uh, if they line everyone up and they've got the right number of players on the team, yeah. His team get penalised and uh, he gets reported for wasting time. Oh, oh wow. so good. <laughs> so it's like, so good. It's, it's a high stakes move. There you go. Mm. All right. Very good um, presidency there, Nick. Mm. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. Very well done, everybody. Mm. Very interesting and interesting. Way to, in, to endear yourself to the Australian audience too, Nick. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, You guys want to become a republic, don't you? So. Only, <laughs> only Embrace your, the bubble. <laughs> Embrace the bubble. Only took you 19 weeks. To uh, not talk about the All Blacks. So good on you, mate. Yeah. Um, well, that was it. That was the Professor and Barney podcast featuring Tom and Nick. Again, as we say every week, go on, leave a review, tell us what you think. Um, also, as we also like to say every week, recommend us to someone. Maybe this week, someone that'll hate us and someone that'll love us. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Tell them to have Someone it. who's just gone back to work and has got their commute and is wondering what they need to listen to. Them. But if you're an AFL player, not to someone that's only coming over for one night. Yes. <laughs> Very well said, Tom. Yes. Um, also, yes, we're on Facebook and KO as a podcast. Get on there and have a look. Uh, well, that's that's it, folks. Episode 19 done and dusted. Anything anybody wants to say as last words? Uh, Terrific. Sounds great. Nice. God bless Goodbye. Australia. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you later. Hooroo.